All right, welcome everybody to our October 10th version of the Union Team Leadership Call. Myself, Jason, Jason Puckhead-Debold, and Ron Bradley are here. We have our very special guest, um, Ann Dova, with us tonight. But before we get to our special guest and introduce her, um, I did want to take just a couple seconds and um, give the mic over to Ron Bradley just to go over our most recent uh, rank advancements. Ron. We have a very short list this week, which means since we've got the cup going on, we will probably have an explosively large list next week. That's what I'm expecting anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just want to congratulate uh, Deborah Harris for um, advancing to the rank of Emerald Coach this week. That's the only one we have this week is Deborah Harris advanced to the rank of Emerald Coach. Um, if there were any that did not get reported this week, feel free to report them to me next week, and we will hit them all then. Back over and, to you, Jeffrey. Yep, and just for future reference, guys, we talk about this every week. Please get your rank advancements to Ron Bradley. Um, he is going to go over those on a weekly basis and, um, and, and report those. So thanks, Ron. Um, guys, tonight our special guest is Ann Doble. I've known Ann for quite a while. I can remember the first time I met Ann in Chicago at the Game Plan after following her online, and she's, she's been one of my dear friends, her and her husband Dave, um, in this journey as a Beachbody coach over the last four years. Um, Anne is a former elite coach, and like myself, we're all elite veterans, and she's, you know, part of that, that, um, that, you know, that group of people who have really worked their business into an elite coach. She's been full-time since the fall of 2000, uh, Success Club All-Star. That means she's made Success Club 12 or more months, and I have a feeling, Ann, it's a lot more than 12, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. Yep, so she's a Success Club All-Star. That just means, like so many of us, she makes a decision every single month that is going to be something that you hit. And like we've been saying, Jason and I, it's not something that, you, that, that happens, guys. It's something that you do. Success Club is just a decision for Ann, myself, Jason, Ron and so many coaches that we just make a decision that's going to happen every month. Once you get that, it's going to happen, and Anne is a great example of that. Um, she's a six-star diamond coach, and um, she's been around since almost as long as you, Jason, as a, as a coach. So, Jason, what do you what do you have for, for Anne? Well, I have to correct you on there. She's been around longer than me, right? You're a founder, isn't that right, Anne? No, no, no. I was after I was after the founders. Oh, my goodness, I thought she was. Well, I know that um, when the first founding stuff went out, that you guys kind of struggled with um, if you wanted to do it or not. But, yeah, kind of similar to Jeff, my first experience of Anne was also Chicago. Back then it wasn't called the Game Plan or even Super Saturdays. It was like MDB events. And um, <clears throat> I didn't know who she was or what she was doing. She got up just very eloquent and, like, so heartfelt, like the message that she gave about – how like it's empowered her and her family, and so, so really, really nice to be part of that and to meet her. And then like later on, we all spent some time together. It was like me and Anne and Melanie Bolin, and like I don't know what happened, but me and Anne were in the back seat, seems like for hours and hours, and got to talk. And at the time, I was all concerned about winning one of these uh, monthly Beachbody Transformation Awards, and so uh, you know, it took me six or five or six more months to get that, but. The following Monday, which was like three days later, Anne was announced as you know, that month's Beachbody Transformation Award. So that speaks so highly about her success and her results. And 
I don't want to give away your whole story, but the transformation that you've had and then your husband with leaving his career has just been so amazing. And really one of my favorite moments with Anne is, um, I'm not sure if it was at the first summer or maybe the second, like she got up to speak and I'm like, well, what is she going to say? And her story was just so amazing, so heartfelt, and you're always so funny. So uh, every time I get to uh, spend just a few minutes with her, I think the latest time we were at Danny Johnson together and just five or ten minutes out by Starbucks, like, reconnecting and just seeing her heart for this business is so motivating and inspiring. So I'm so happy to have you on the call, and um, I'm really happy about your latest achievement. Wow. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, so, you know, Ann shared a story, guys, on, you know, being um, five stars and higher, myself and Ann and Jason are part of Carl's and um, Jeff and, you know, the, the, the leadership of Beachbody's wall on Facebook. And she shared a story back last week that I probably read two or three times just because it was like an aha, one of those aha stories that I just wanted to share with the team. I remember messaging Puck and saying, man, we got to get Ann to speak about this story. And it was, you know, really about, you know, um, to use a Disney reference, just keep swimming from Nemo. It's just about, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone, being okay with, um, you know, screwing up every once in a while. So, Ann, I'm not going to take any, any more from that, but I would love for you to kind of you know, take us through what you, what you so eloquently put in the wall and really had me, you know, um, excited to, to the possibility of you speaking on our call, if you don't mind. Well, sure. And first of all, I just want to thank you for um, asking me. I know it took me a couple of days just to get back to you because I was like, oh, man, <laughs> talk on Jason and Jeffrey's call. And it's like a, I feel like a little girl walking amongst the giants here. And, um, but I, at the same time, I feel like we have all grown up together um, playing in the same sandbox in Beachbody for the last several years. And so it's really kind of kind of fun to, to be here with you guys and, and feel like we've shared so many of the same things and uh, same memories and struggles as we've built this amazing business. So thanks, thanks so much. And uh, for your team as well, what an honor to have you two um, and the leadership that you guys represent. It's just... I'm always um, just very awed by what you do uh, with your team and for your team and um, just trying to catch up to you guys. So what I shared, what I shared on the the wall, the story I shared was about um, surfing lessons that Dave and I took. And um, Dave is a risk taker, and I really am not. And the reason I started thinking about this one day was because my nephew, um, I went to an open coffee that he and several of uh, their work associates went to, and he introduced me as his aunt, the entrepreneur. And I got that kind of sick feeling in my gut, and I thought, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> you know? And I think, oh, wait a minute, I ha- I've just built a business. I'm not really an entrepreneur. I, um, I don't have that. All, you know, and all these things were going up in my head because uh, I, I realized that um, – m- most of my life, I choose those things that I know um, I am, I'm going to do okay at without embarrassing myself too much. You know, if it's, especially when I'm talking about sports or athletics, that kind of thing. Um, if I think I'm going to crash and burn and really embarrass myself, I'll find some excuse to stay um, back and, and just watch. And so my husband wanted to take these surfing lessons. We were invited to the top coach trip uh, four years ago in Kauai. And uh, we did two things. We did uh, zip lining, which was, and I know it's 
safe and fun, but I, it took me a huge, huge hurdle to get into that harness. Um, but the, the whole surfing thing, I knew I could probably survive two hours. Um, I knew I had the beach right there, they, but it scared me. It scared me to death because not because I thought I was going to get hurt, although there is that real risk, um, but it's because I didn't want to embarrass myself because I, I I was pretty certain <laughs> I was not going to get up. So, uh, but Dave wanted to do this, and the whole way to the beach, the whole way to the beach, I kept saying to myself, well, you know what, it'd be okay if I just sit on the beach and watch. Nobody's going to fault me if I decide I can't get in the water. Um, uh, and and I'll, be, I'll be good, and I'll just watch everybody else, and we'll be fine. But somehow, um, somehow they got me into the water, and it was just this slow, gradual... Uh, the instructor was very calm. He told us to pick up our... We had to carry our own surfboards to the beach. You know, we're walking across the grass. I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is okay. Um, but I could stop at the beach, you know. <laughs> There's this oasis. I, I can stop anytime. I don't have to get into the water. And um, they just kept, you know, and eventually... And he just, he just looked at me and said, okay, and get in the water and, you know, push... You know, showed me how to paddle my board out. And I thought, well, this is... This is probably going to be okay because I can just stay with my stomach on board and just keep paddling and I'll be fine or I can sit on it. I could probably do that. And just little by little, he kept instructing us in these little steps. And I started to become a very um, in-tune student as we got out to these tiny little waves. If anybody's on the call that's actually been on big waves surfing, and we're talking little hills. <laughs> it's just barely any ways at all, but um, but I realized as we paddled out that I had once I had to I had better start really listening to the teacher, and and I became focused on how he was teaching us. I started watching what other people were doing, um, and I sat there for a long time pretending to watch the whales that were off. At, uh, past the breaks, uh, and the, the teacher finally said, okay, Ann, it's your turn. <laughs> you sat there long enough. And, you know, I um, I think I got up twice, and finally I did, I was just so exhausted, I did paddle into shore, but I started thinking about how this relates to our business, um, because Dave and I were not, um, you know, how we always talk about finding that person that's going to build a big business. We were not the kind of couple that you would have looked at and thought, oh, man, they're going to build a big business. You would not have probably even wanted me as one of your coaches. I was pretty needy. Um, and I was, I was full of doubt and concern, and I, I was that person who didn't want people to laugh at me. I didn't really want people to know that I was building another business because we had failed for 16 years, right, doing other businesses. All I really uh, – so just like – in the surfing decisions, um, I gave myself the permission to stop at the shore. So I was just going to share if people asked me. You know, I, I'd already been doing that for six years prior to Team Beachbody um, because I'd had success with P90X and Power90, and um, I sent people to Beachbody all the time. So I know somebody asked me that's what I could do, and maybe, maybe we could make a little bit of grocery money, and I was okay with that. Um, the amazing thing is we had some some pretty amazing mentors um, early on and um, people that we met up with like Jeffrey and Jason at these uh, very new events um, 
as we started out. And they did the same thing. It's almost like they tricked me uh, into getting in the water. <laughs> so um, I, I remember Doug and I started doing meetings uh, in, in Lincoln because um, we didn't know what else to do. There wasn't a website. There, nobody was on Facebook. Uh, we didn't have, we had hardly even any products at that point. And he asked me just to share my story for a couple of minutes in front of people. And I was, I, these were people we knew, so we're not talking a bunch of strangers. Um, and still I froze in the living room until Doug said, so do you want to tell them your name? And um, it, that's how we started. And so he convinced me to share my story that time. And then another time and over and over, um, he kept getting me in the water. And uh, eventually I was tricked into setting some goals and writing down my dreams, you know. And um, I still felt pretty safe because I, I was not getting too much out of my comfort zone. And then, um, as I told them on the wall, I started learning how to talk to people. And I found out that it really could be fun and that um, it wasn't going to hurt me. And that was a really huge, really huge, huge step. Um, for me to start talking to people that I don't know. And I tell you all these things for anybody who's listening, if you've ever, um, if you've ever doubted that you can learn the skills that are necessary, they're all learnable. Um, Dave and I have done it um, because we, we live in a little bitty town in Nebraska. And, um, you know, we've, I didn't realize what we were doing is building a skill set. All I knew is I was taking these little bitty steps uh, one thing at a time, and I just kept showing up. That's what people say. People ask me, well, how did you, how did you do this then? And I, you know what? All I did was keep showing up. And when I didn't know what to do, I kept showing up, and I gradually started learning what to do, and I started sharing with that with other people as we started building our team. And uh, there's, a, there's a song I always tell the boys, uh, the cat came back the very next day, you know, thought he was a goner. That was kind of Dave and me, and for some reason, uh, we had we had amazing mentors that um, we really wanted to show back up for, and because of them, we kept uh, we kept growing our business. And um, if I look back at all the mistakes I've made, uh, there's so many, and none of them have killed me. <laughs> you know, at the time it felt like I was oh man. I just stepped a new level of dumb there. But um, nothing's killed me. And it's not like, uh, you know, when we were out in the, out in the ocean um, and the board came down at me one time and I saw the fin and I remembered, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to put my arms up. And I just missed having that fin hit me in the head. And it's not like any of that's ever going to happen when you're building a business like this or our, our beach body businesses. Um, you know, it's as I told them the team many, the team many times, um, it's getting past that mental stuff, really, that's the hardest sometimes, for me anyway. And so all we've done, um, Jeff and Jason, as you have, um, is that we have kept trying and we kept inviting people and sharing and following up and making mistakes and crashing and burning and getting back up. And um, that's the short of it. Is, uh, did I miss something? No, that's, that's, no I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Jason. 
I don't know if it's short or not, but it's it's all good, great stuff. And, you know, a couple of things I thought about as you're working through that story there and what amazing story it is, is you said, you know, I learned this skill and I learned that skill. And it just reminds me of, you know, Jim Rohn's your first year in network marketing. He started off and he could milk cows, but that didn't pay a lot. And then he learned how to work with people. And you said you, you learned how to speak. And um, one of the questions I had for you is, you know, what it really felt like when you got to speak at some because or it was leadership maybe, um, you know, because that was a really big audience. And from what you're saying, it was, it was way outside of your comfort zone. And the other thing that came up to me is um, you said you've been fortunate enough just to have these great mentors. And, you know, I would argue the reason of that is you're just such a great, nice, personable, like, just so open and friendly person to be around that, of course, like anybody that deals with you would want to give everything that they can to be around you. And in your experience in doing this, it's like that's definitely who you've become because, right, I think Fran is down one of you, and when you were out in Kauai, which we were on the trip with, like you stayed extra and went over to Wahoo and spent time with them, and, you know, just Fran and Dallas and that whole team there. And the great um, characteristics and people that, that they are speak very highly of you and their success you know, is reflective of, of what a great business that you've built and what a great person you are. But, yeah, if you could touch upon, like, what it was like to speak in front of, a, of such a large audience, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, it was frightening. It was really frightening because I think, I, I think uh, in our meetings we've gotten up to 20, 25 people in Nebraska that um, I'd spoken in front of. And it's what's funny, Jason, is I'd been at this women's conference months before and we were paired off, and the lady that was speaking, I can't even remember. Um, every once in a while I run across her, and I don't remember her message except for the fact that she wanted us to write down three things and verbalize three things that really scared us but that we felt we were drawn to do. And I made my friend, my partner, go first because I didn't even want to say it out loud. And, and I wasted enough time that I didn't have to, you know. So that's just <laughs> give me an idea. And so... But then I got home and I thought, you know what, I think I need to share our story at Summit, from the Summit stage. And so I said it out loud in my car. She said, you're supposed to say it out loud every day. And I made sure nobody was watching, myself right, myself right. And I started saying this out loud. Um, someday I'm going to speak from the beach body stage. I didn't know where or when. And um, a few weeks later, Dave called me and he said, hey, Kevin uh, Sherman, Kevin Sherman from Beachbody called today. And this, he wants you to share your story at Summit. And I said, no way, no way. And, um, but I already had the answer because I felt like that's something that I was supposed to do. Um, however, they didn't, they didn't call it speaking. They didn't call me a speaker um, or anything like that. This was three weeks before Summit. And um, I was I, so I did not sleep at night. I got up early. Um, I was rehearsing my story in my head day in, day out. And Kevin asked me, he said, Ann, I don't want you to write anything down. I just want you to get up and share the way you do at your meetings in Lincoln. Just be you. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. And so I didn't. I didn't write anything down, but I practiced. And here's how I started. Hi, my name's Ann Doval. <laughs> you know? And so... Uh, three weeks passed, two weeks, one week, three, uh, you know, three days before the event, somebody messaged me and says, hey, Ann, we need music for your intro um, for your, for when you speak. And I emailed them back, but I'm not speaking. I'm not a speaker. I'm just getting up to tell my story. Why do we need music? 
<laughs> and so I, I emailed a friend and said, who's a musician, I said, listen, they told me I have to have music. And I don't know. He said, well, you're a musician. I said, I don't know. Just, he said, here's how I figured out. I said, no, you just tell me. And so he picked out a song called Change Your Mind by um, Hazel, Sister Hazel, maybe. Never had heard yeah, the song. But, uh, but watch, I mean, listen to the lyrics sometimes. And I, I listened to that solid for three days. And it's about, it's just a basically about if you're afraid to do something, change your mind. You know, it's kind of, and I listened and listened and listened. I got ready. They, they mic'd me up. I was shaking so bad. I had, I had braces and I had this, uh, this shelf inside my upper teeth for some reason. And it was clicking so loudly that Jackie sent me outside, thinking um, if I just warmed up, I'd be okay. <laughs> and um, anyway, so, yeah, it was uh, scary. And then I got out, and uh, it was right after lunch, and so I was just kind of praying, you know, it's just lunchtime. It's right after lunch. Maybe they won't make it back in the room, and there will just be a few people there. Um, but everybody made it back. And so... Uh, I, I still remember listening to Christine Dwyer speak, and I thought, oh, crud, I didn't write any notes. And I started writing notes down, and the only thing I got written down, and I took the paper up with me, and I kid you not, I should have saved it. I threw it away recently, was, hi, my name's Ann Doval. And when I got out <laughs> on stage, they announced me. Crud, what am I going to say now? They just took my first... And, I, and if you remember right, I repeated it <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> because that's what I knew. I was going to be able to say that part at least. So, yeah, it, um, it was a big step and a big deal, and it didn't kill me. And, um, and it was actually fun when I got done. So, you know, well, on stage. That particular speech, maybe it's because you didn't have notes, and it was so heartfelt, and you told you know a bunch of genuine stories about yourself and your family, um, just meant so much, and it's always stuck in my head. And really, I think you know the neat thing about that is now you can hear that she wasn't excited about doing that, and she wasn't super confident, but yet that was a skill that she had set. She set that goal in this conference that she went to that you know she would be up on stage one day, and, and when you make goals, you know. The universe conspires to help you get to the point where you can do it. And and so she went up on stage with a note that just said her name, and they even introduced her. She had to repeat her name. But it truly turns out to be one of the most memorable speeches that I've, I've heard on stage. And I know how nerve-wracking that can be, having spoke at leadership and stuff. But um, just such a great, eloquent job. And we're really blessed to have you um, as part of this organization. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, so there's, a, there's a lot of new coaches on the call, and people that are, you know, maybe struggling with getting outside of that comfort zone, getting outside of that box, which you've really just described in such eloquence tonight. And I know that my wife, Dana, always tells me that one of my biggest attributes is I'm willing to make a fool of myself all the time. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of, it's kind of funny because um, there's a comment on the event page, Kelly put in there, she put her number one goal is to not make a fool of yourself. And to use some of Jason's language, I would almost argue that, that sometimes it's okay to not be afraid to make a fool of yourself just because you're going to learn from that. Um, you may end up making a great friend in that conversation, and you never know what's going to happen just by sometimes saying that word hello. 
Um, and I think Absolutely. so many coaches struggle with that. So I guess my question, Ann, is what would you say to the new coaches on the line from your own experience um, to help them maybe get outside of that comfort zone and realize it's okay to screw up every once in a while or be scared for, really is what the message I heard. Um, well, I always tell my coaches just to, to be here a year from now. Um, nothing nothing happens automatically, but to get um, uh, there, there's a movie, Jeffrey, and I can't remember the name of it now. It had to do with the zoo, and but I remember this one line from the whole movie was twenty, you know, that twenty seconds of uh, courage. You know, you get twenty seconds of courage, and I, I, I still, I can, I can easily go into a store and not talk to anybody. I mean, it still takes. I still have to make that decision. It's not like. Um, you know, I'm Miss Gregarious, and I go everywhere. But it's what is so much fun uh, when you start practicing. And it was Kevin Jensen who got me to start practicing. And it's um, what I always, what I tell my coaches is to do it because um, you're being, not to do it only just for your business. You miss the boat if, if the only time you practice talking to people is when you think it's going to benefit your business. Um, it has changed our lives just have and our kids lives and I've even shared it on several calls and a, a mom who is a coach her son or seven-year-old was listening to a, this call about how to talk to people how to have fun talking to people and he listened to it and um, he's always been the one that's shy at school and from the call he learned on the playground how to talk to another boy and make conversation and he found something about you know he says hey I like your socks I mean, that's, he, he picked that up from a call, from, from a coaching call on how to talk to people. He made a new friend. You know, they played on the, on the playground. That's awesome. And to me, it, it, it was just an awesome story. And so, and for me as an adult, um, I can go, you know, I can go anywhere and almost find somebody that I can talk to now. Yep. And it's really just about being interested in them and, um, and making it for for a while, it was a game. It had to be kind of a game for me, and it got to the point where, and and I li- we live in a little town, so Walmart, and you know, you always hear me talking about Walmart because that's our our <laughs> it's the major store here. Um, and I would tell my once I got to having fun with this, with uh, bringing up conversations, my family would start timing me because I'd say, hey, I just got to run into Walmart. It'll be just five minutes. And they'd laugh and set their timers. Because what had happened is I had developed in, in, in what I thought I was practicing to build my business, I had developed all of these kind of friendships around the store. And the guy that was at the cell phone table that nobody ever talked to, um, he, would, he would light up when I came down the aisle because he knew I was going to come talk to him and see how his day had been. And they were really simple things. One guy ended up becoming such good friends with us that he came to a couple of our holiday dinners because he didn't have family here in Nebraska. And so when you make it your when you make it about life and you develop this skill because it makes you a better person, um, and I'm not saying that I thought this when I was practicing it. I was practicing it so I could figure out how to build my business. But if you know this ahead of time, it can become very fun and um and I really love meeting people now, and um, it's it's just fun. I don't know if you've experienced this as well. You go in a store, and 
you to smile and say hi to somebody. I had people turning heads one day because I was just so happy, and um, they wanted to see what was up. So Yeah, you know, it's funny you, you know? say that because I have, and I know one of the things that Jason and I always talk about is, you know, being okay with just, you know, not making that conversation and making that new friend where Beachbody might not even come up in that conversation. Right. It doesn't have to, gang. It does not have to be what, you know, being a Beachbody coach doesn't mean you have to sell to everybody or bring up Beachbody in every conversation. The The idea here is to make friendships, is to make new acquaintances, to make connections with people. And over the course of time, yeah, as you get to know them, they get to know you, they're going to realize that you're you know, a pretty big deal when it comes to Beachbody and you like to 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 work out and the fitness, you know, is a big part of your life and it's going to come up in that natural progression. And I know Ann will say that sometimes it may come up in that first conversation and a lot of times it doesn't. But the reality is is making friendships, making um connections with people is to me still, um, aside from the income and aside of of the fitness, it's to me one of the greatest gifts Beachbody has given me is the ability to surround myself with such positive and like-minded people. So, you know yeah, that it's just, it's just fun. It's a it's, it's a lot of fun, and it, you know, so Kelly, you know, go out there. Don't be afraid to to open your mouth and let come out what comes out because you know the the opportunity that you pass up to talk to somebody might just be that next star diamond coach that you have. You just don't know. Um, that's that's the awesome part. So, um, Jason, are you still there? Yeah, well, and the other thing I want that I took away from that is, you know, there's always somebody watching and listening, you know, even if you're not paying attention. And, you know, you can change somebody's day. I, Zig Ziglar has a um, an audio where he says, you know, the guy's mad because of something that happened on the way to work, and he mistreats the secretary, and the secretary goes home and mistreats her kid, and the kid mistreats the cat. And so why doesn't the boss just go home and kick the cat and save all that trouble? Well, I think the opposite is also true, that, you know, like if the boss is having a good day, that he can affect the secretary, and the secretary can affect the, the child, can be nice to the cat. But it's like we're doing that every time we share a smile. Like you're changing people's lives and days, and the story that you shared about the little boy who just um, who just had more confidence to talk in front of the, the playground in the schoolyard, like, it's huge. You know, you you may have indirectly changed that kid's life where now we could go on and become some sort of personal development speaker or, or write a book or, you know what, just have better relationships. Because I know there was so long in my life that I was the guy that would be on the on the wall at the local school dance or a boy that was scared to talk to people in the playground. And um, if I would have had a mentor, you know, that just told me it was all right and to, like, comment on something that you like about that person and that can start up conversations, like, that would have gotten me a long way in my life. So people are always listening, and, and by your general nature, when you walk around the Walmart with a smile or you share a little tidbit like that on a call that, you know, teaches a young boy, like, to have a better life, it's like you can contribute special in great ways, and that's why I think we are so lucky to have you part of this uh, this company. Well, I think that's, I just, I know you're going to close the call here, but I just think after six years, um, it's just now where I'm looking back and realizing all these things, uh, you know, we set our goals and then we realize all these little things that come out of that, what we thought we were setting a goal for, um, 
but it's really there the, the the blessings and the benefits that come out of it um, because of that goal. I don't know if that makes sense at all. It's just um, all these little things that splinter off, and you realize, oh, that's what this is all about. And then you start hearing people that uh, talk to you about, uh, like, the, what's the saying about um, it's not uh, what you get out of it, it's what you become. And those kind of things used to, I think, oh, yeah, right. What I mean, what are they talking about? And then, then you start to realize as you're down the road, you can look back and see some of these things that are going on and think, oh, this is what they're talking about. Um, um, it's so worth it. You know, you just never know. You just never, ever know um, who's going to miss out. Just, I mean, there are a lot of times, and, and maybe not you guys, but there are a lot of times when I just wanted to throw in the towel, when I thought, I just don't know if I can do this. You know, I mean, really, can I get past emerald? Is it worth it? Um, is it worth it to get past diamond? Um, you know, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. And then little things will happen. I'll think, oh, so that, that, that's why I push on. That's why I didn't quit. And it's a good thing I didn't quit because I wouldn't have been in this position. Um, and I know you guys have done the same thing where I was able to, we were able to pay off some of these medical bills in our family. It's just, I said, oh, that wasn't one of my goals, but because of the goals that I set, we were set up to do the things that we were intended to do. And that's, um, that's why I just don't want anybody to give up because Dave and I are just as about ordinary people as you'll ever find. Um, you know, I make my own bread. We burn wood for our fires. We live in a little town. And, um, and we're just normal. We're just really normal people. You, you would not be able to pick us out in a crowd and say, wow, those people must have built a really great business. We're just really ordinary. And it's um, anybody who's willing to develop the skills that it takes, uh, work on little things at a time to get better, anybody can do that if you've got that desire. And um, it has changed our lives. Uh, Dave was injured at FedEx four times, has four different shoulder surgeries. And the last time he was injured, he walked away walked away from his job and his benefits and became a full-time uh, beach body coach. And so, yes, it has changed our lives. So I appreciate, I appreciate everything and there's, uh, even the struggles after they're over um, because it has gotten us to a place where we never would have been. And quite honestly, I don't even know where we would be right now had it not been for beach body. So, so Kelly just posted the the quote you were looking for, Anne, from um, So We Bought a Zoo. Um, it goes, I like it when you talk. You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally yeah, 20 seconds. Just 20 seconds yeah. of just embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something mm-hmm. great will come of it. Benjamin Me. Yep. Yep. And that's so true. Um, it's so, so true. Rob, are you out there? Rob, boys? Okay, Rob wanted to ask a question, but he must be on mute or unable to <laughs> talk. Um, yeah, oh, sorry, it took me a minute to get off mute. Rob, go for it. You got the mic for a second. I think you put yourself back on mute. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Okay, so um, my my questions, um, where to start? I think there's a lot of people um, 
in a situation where um, it's uncomfortable for them to approach like a warm market, uh, especially newer coaches. And my concern is uh, them, I guess, blowing that, that warm market out of the water or maybe um, having their warm market really rain on their, their beach body parade, so to speak. Well, how would you suggest to go about uh, approaching them for the first time? Is that for me or is that for you? Yeah, that's for you, Ann, because what, what Rob didn't do was preface by saying that he met you already once. He was with me when you and I first met in Chicago. Um, oh, Wow. Rob is my very first coach, and tell Ann what you what you what you posted on the page a second ago. He put himself back on mute. <laughs> when when we met in Chicago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um, we had just gotten there to the one of the first game plan events, and I think Ann and a few other people had just walked out of the elevator, and Jeff was just beginning to make a, a little name for himself at that point, and. I, go, I saw Ann, and I go, oh, oh, my God, you know, I recognized her. I go, oh, my God, that's Ann Doble in my head. And first thing she says, she goes, oh, my God, that's Jeff for Iron Booster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah funny to recap all these little funny. things. So, that was the so, first time any of us would, had seen each other, so that's pretty cool. What would be your answer to Rob's question, just, you know, you know how to approach that market? Well, you know, that's that's the only market. Dave and I approached initially, and um, I know now, I know Jeffrey and Jason have some really great uh, trainings that they can share with you. I'm just going to tell you what we did, um, for better, for worse, and if you've ever heard the term throwing up on people, um, they coined that at Beachbody because of us. I remember I called uh, Kevin Jensen one day, and I said, hey, hey, he signed up even though we threw up on him. And that became kind of a, if you hear that, you'll know where that comes from. Because we would spew just, I mean, we would do what you're not supposed to do and what we train our coaches not to do today, which is uh, uh, we would tell them everything we knew, you know, including the fact that Carl had gotten married and just had a baby boy. I mean, we, you know, it, it, we would basically talk people in and out of the conversation or in and out of the business in the same conversation because we want to make sure they that we got everything covered. And so I guess what I would tell coaches not, is, is to not do that, um, to listen to your leadership and learn how to um, ask people the questions so that they keep asking you for more information. They don't have to have a lot of information um, to, get to, to, to get started with that sharing, um, sharing Beachbody to start with. And to use the third-party tools, um, which we didn't have any of, uh, when we started our business, and so it was just us and all of our information. But the one thing I will say is that Dave and I, uh, more than usual, crash just crashed and burned a lot more than we typically had. And we, there got to the point where where I started to feel more confident about sharing Beachbody with people. Dave still was not. Um, he could he could talk to him. He'd wear the do the wear and share and talk to him and then send them to me to close them. And he got to be afraid to do that. And I just finally said, listen, go out and make a ton of mistakes. Um, it's okay. Because the people, what we have found out um, over six years is no matter how eloquent you are, if somebody's not looking, the, the presentation's not going to matter. Um, 
but but if somebody is looking and you've got passion and you can, you can mess up you can totally get all the numbers wrong you can mess up the presentation but if they're looking and you're passionate about your story and passionate about um, finding out what they need then they will get in I mean it's there is no and I think probably my the, the biggest mistake we would make is um, that I've seen people make is waiting until they feel like they can say everything correctly. If we had done that, we still probably wouldn't have started. <laughs> you know, because, but we just got out there and, and we said it all wrong and we did it all wrong and yet we found a few people that wanted to try it with us. And I think that actually gave people confidence that um, I used to joke, well, you know, they know that they can do better than us out of starting gates. Um, because we we just weren't that great, you know. Yeah. And so um, that's what I, I don't know if that answers your question. I just don't be afraid. You, you got to kind of inoculate your coaches and let them know that they are. Uh, you know, somebody might laugh at them. Um, it's pretty common, um, but it's not going to kill you, you know. And it's uh, that's that's where the when you get into the Rob when you get into the um, the parts where people are having difficulty with being the rejection that comes, um, that's where being a part of a team is so critical. That's, you know, that's why Jeff, uh, Jason and I, you know, we see each other in the hallway at some event. We stop and talk to each other because we've still got that connection, that team. You know, we, we run things past each other. And, um, I, and just a success partner is the other thing. Because when Doug and I first started doing meetings, and you all probably know Doug Fitzgerald, he always seems to be up. But there were times when he was down and I was up. And we were doing, we would still do the meeting. And then there were times when I was down and he was up. We were always one of us lifting the other person up. And that's why you have a success partner um, that won't let you stay down when you fall down or when you want to give up. And um, and you do that for them as well. So I don't know if that helps you at all. Go out and make a bunch of mistakes. Just still build a business. Just don't quit. Keep showing up. You know, and just to add to what Ann says, guys, you know, Jason's success, Ann's success, my success, you know, Rob's success, one of my diamond coaches on the call, um, it didn't happen without making a lot of mistakes. And I mean a lot. Um, I still make a lot of mistakes, and I'm still, you know, uh, not worried about those either. It's not like I'm always trying to um, not make them. It's like Ann says, if you share your passion for something, that is what people um, are buying. They're, they're not buying P90X. They're not buying Shakeology or T25 from you. They're buying a piece of you. They're buying that excitement, the opportunity to, 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 to make a huge change in their life. So it's that passion that you exude that really make, means um, the most important part. Don't worry about making some mistakes. And, and I can tell you, as we close this call, the uh, event page is blowing up with comments from people that are having aha moments. There are little comments like they're not going to be afraid to to be themselves or to, to, to show that passion. So you really um, hit a nerve, which is what I wanted this call to do. So I thank you for that. Um, thank you. So... Guys, uh, we're going to end the call. Uh, we went a little bit long, but, you know, it was such a great conversation. And I want to thank you again for, for joining us tonight and sharing that wonderful message. Um, I will make sure for everybody, including you, Anne, that I post the recording probably 
um, sometime early tomorrow, if not late tonight. So you guys can share this with your teams, and Anne, feel free to share that recording with your team as well. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. For thank you me. so much, Anne, and I look forward to chatting with you soon about Disney. Okay, sounds great. Okay, everybody. Everybody have a great night, and uh, we will talk to everybody next week. Thanks, everybody.